Welcome everyone to the Bourbon Boys podcast. What began as three drunks writing a weekly newsletter has evolved into four drunks talking into microphones about SEC football. I'm Cousin Bailey, joined as always by Malt Liquor, Gus, and our producer, Dr. Terrific. This week, we bring you our highly anticipated preview of the SEC for the 2022 season. We're back. Uh, to lead us uh, to the beginning of the picks preview for the 2022 season is our champion from last year, Malt Liquor. Five-time champion overall. Pleasure to be back. It's been a long time. I am a little bit embarrassed to say that I think I emulated Cousin Bailey from the one time he won. I think he forgot what his shirt was. I honestly have no idea what the hell shirt was at stake. That's in a memory hole that's that's never going to come back. But um, Anyway, we live, we learn, but uh, let's get into uh, what everyone's drinking, and we'll start with uh, with uh, Gus. Gus, what you got? Awesome. Awesome to be back. 2022 season. I'm fired up. I'm so fired up that I'm drinking gin with Campari with Rosso Vermouth, also known Pinky as out. Negroni. I've, I've been on a Negroni kick. I had about six or seven last night after probably a full mm. bottle of wine. So yeah, I'm 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 fucking hurting. You're so, gonna be feeling yeah, all right in a second, buddy. <laughs> Here, the dog. <laughs> so I'm uh, I'm drinking as our name dictates. The first drink of the year is Elijah Craig. I've been on a huge Elijah Craig kick uh, for the past like I guess eight months or so, six, seven, eight months. Uh, there's real quick. This place in uh, North Pine Ellis sold like a store pick and. We all like got really drunk after like two sips of it. It was a really high octane stuff. And so since then I found like, you know, it's only like 35 bucks a bottle and it's turned into my, my, my daily, so to speak. But um, I've got some Colonel E.H. Taylor waiting in the wings and some double Oak Woodford reserve uh, ready for later. So, but for now it's uh, Elijah Craig and I'm glad to be back. This is something I've been looking forward to for so long. So uh, great to see you guys and great to get this season kicked off. Dr. Riffick. Let's go with the juicy uh, Hayes IPA from Voodoo Ranger. And I would also like to start with congratulating our five-time champ. Such a dominant competitor that he made a plank owner quit the podcast. That's my story. I'm, I'm sticking to it. That's a, that's a great point. I, I want to give our... Uh, our, our, I don't know, say la vie to uh, one of our founding members. Yeah, the do the eulogy. It's okay. In the, yeah, exactly. What did you call him? A plank owner? Yeah. What does that mean? Is that an insult? No. No, the mall liquor's oh. not interested. No, so, so in uh, the seagoing <laughs> services, whenever a new vessel is commissioned or a new unit is started, if you are an original member of that crew, you are a plank owner. All right. So oh. our former, or I guess he's always a plank owner. Yeah. Okay. Always. So a plank You're owner, a plank former owner. bourbon boy, uh, Larry Borkesdorf, originally El Gran Mano. He, uh, he, he got professional and turned and changed his name to Larry Borkesdorf many years ago. He was one of no, the no, founding no, no. members. Let's say of he the, died. Let's say he died. He died. R.I.P. Larry. He uh, he was one of the founding members of the Bourbon Boys. We started this thing back in 2002 or three. We started out as a newsletter. Then it was a blog. And now we are live recording live on a podcast. 
So we're not he's no longer we're not live. I, I edit this. Perfect. He's a uh, recording live. He's a uh, yeah. So he he just couldn't find the time to hang out with us. No, I'm just joking. I don't know. He he couldn't hang it. He couldn't he couldn't do it anymore. So uh, he's he's someone. he's our he's our Tom Jones to Rick Stratton. So is uh does that mean that he's gonna come back and waste like Tom Jones wastes an hour of that uh, of that podcast? Well, I'm sure he is off writing a oh, progressive no. newsletter. Right I'm kind of hope he's like another Tom that comes back from retirement. Right. Oh, he's whacking off to Katie Couric, uh, <laughs> the Pointer Institute. So yeah, so uh, we should do one. We should do one not un- completely unedited. Like on the uh, like uh, when we play Sisters of the Poor, do it pay per view. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah, exactly. If we have Patreon, if we ever get a Patreon account set up, and then Patreon lis- uh, listeners, they can hear our unedited, unedited shit, and then our reputations will be destroyed. So, uh, in honor of Larry and his tremendous suggestion, the Lucan's liquor on Kennedy has this Crombacher pills, which is. I mean, it's not amazing, but it's a solid German import Pilsner. Four pack of pounders for $4.50. I would have bought more, but I'm trying not to have too much beer in my house because I tend to drink it. And I was planning to lose weight over the spring, but the Lightning extended their playoff run. So you just have to drink for that. So it's it's difficult. But um, <laughs> now it's football season. Now it's football season. So. Anyway, uh, I'll have to try to give up like food, I guess. But um, but yeah, it's good to be back. Crombacker uh, pills, it's uh, really good. I like couldn't believe it. I was like, is it four dollars a piece? And sure enough, you ring up the four pack, and it came up to four bucks or four fifty or whatever. So uh, let's hope it lasts. I think you should have rounded it up to five dollars for every championship. So. Yeah, yeah. I should have I should have told the clerk to throw in the next one for free and been like, for the you know, I am. could have donated money to St. Jude's, right. but I mean, fuck those kids. Yeah, so, yeah. Just a little advice: if you're if you want to find out what, what the shirt was, you're gonna to have to go through hours and hours. We're not gonna tell you. Not that I not that I remember. Yeah, no, I but, know. So uh, I didn't. The season stuck up on me, so normally I get. Phil, Phil Steele. So this today for lunch, I go to the Barnes and Noble. Of course they don't have it. So I'm like, I go to his website. Oh my God. It could be the worst website I've ever That's seen. Cool. It looks like it was, it was like put in, like implemented by like an eight year old 15 years a, ago. I know. I, I, I use, I used to buy them digitally just cause I'd always forget to order them. And it is, it is so awful. Yeah. That I was, I actually just was like, I cannot believe I'm going back to print over digital because it was so stupid. And then I just, and then after he like made some ridiculous picks in the 2019 season, I decided to boycott him. So now I'm just going by myself and that's why I finished last. I wonder if I won. I wonder if that year I won had anything to do with him. You can buy it on Amazon. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. So I, I actually ended up getting the digital. Yeah. It is terrible. I mean, it's it's the exact same thing, but it's like in digital. It's like it's a digital version, but not 
Nope. Searchable. It is like they know? photocopied it. Like you have to yes. flip through. All it's missing it's is terrible. that, like, you know, anyway. that terrible, you know, like where like a turn page down. Is this it? It's, yeah. This is the website. It is just such trash. Yeah, that's I think website. he did it himself. I, I really think he like bought like the Phil Steele of internet, you know, website book. He built it on GoDaddy.com. God bless you. Yeah. <laughs> or, you know, like websites for idiots by Phil Steele. Yeah. Anyway, so. HTML for. <laughs> HTML. Boomers. But he's got, yeah. Anyway, I'm, I don't want to spoil it, but I managed to, I got a little bit of an overview of Ooh. some of the teams. So. Maybe you should go first every time then. Yeah, I did absolutely zero research on this. I was planning on doing it, cramming much like malt liquor uh, this evening, but. You sound like Cousin Bailey. Though. But we want to start with the I didn't West, do. right? Yeah, okay. let's start with the West. Okay, so I think this is a relatively new tradition, but there's nothing wrong with starting new traditions. Um, we're going through the win totals for each team. Um, and Doctor, I think you pulled these off Barstool. Is that correct? Okay, so um, okay, we'll start with Alabama who uh, coming off a uh, national championship loss to the hated Bulldogs. They uh, were kind of snake bit by injury during that game. I think they lost top two receivers and a whole host of stuff. But um, the good news for them is they've got Bryce Young back, who's a Heisman Trophy winner, along with 11 other starters. And they're Alabama. You know, they're loaded. And Phil Steele has his uh, – you know, unit rankings in the SEC. So Bama, all but three of the eight unit rankings, they're first in the conference. And those three being receiver, O-line, and D-line, they're third. So they're looking pretty good. Um, they, uh, they have, if I recall, a pretty favorable schedule. Uh, I'll digitally flip over to it here so I can kind of run down some of the interest, but um, Texas on the road, kind of interesting. They'll kill them, but uh, they draw obviously Tennessee from the East and fucking Vanderbilt. Um, so, you know, obviously 11 and a half is a really tough, tough number to hit. Uh, that means they have to run the table. Um, I kind of think they're going to. Uh, so I'm going to take the over. I like them. Uh, they're loaded. Like I said, favorable schedule. They got the Heisman winner back. They're a little bit. They should be hungry. So I'm going to uh, going to take, take Bama at least with twelve, uh, and, and be being twelve and zero after the regular season. Yeah. So I I think they're the best team in the West. Um, I don't think A and M is going to be that. They're not going to be what everyone thinks they're going to be. Um, but Bam is good for a loss. They're always good for one loss. It normally comes to like the middle of the season, middle to late, so then they can storm back and let there be controversy or whatever about their loss. I, for some reason, that game in Knoxville, man, I don't know. I, I think, you know, Fat Heightful might get his shit together and, uh, and upset uh, Uncle Nick there. So, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the under. I think they'll win 11. And I think Tennessee will be the one that takes them down. I mean, they're coming – they have back-to-back with A&M, then Tennessee, 
A&M is at home, but I think that'll be a decent game. And they'll, I hate saying they're going to have a hangover, but um, I don't know. I just think Tennessee may be able to, to do some things and win at home in Knoxville. I'm sure that'll be a, a late, uh, a night game in Tennessee. So, so just point, point of procedure here. We're, we're talking about just the regular season, not even the SEC championship game, right? Is that how we do this? Correct. Okay. Yeah. That's my understanding. Yeah, yes. So running the table is so hard. Like I, I really, I really agree. Like, see, I have no problem picking Alabama to be in the playoffs SEC champion, may even possibly winning the national championship. But I just, I, I totally agree with what Gus is saying. Like the, uh, those are, I mean, even Arkansas, I mean, they're, they're going Arkansas, A&M, Tennessee, right in a row. And then even Mississippi state who isn't great, but they're, you know, like Bama tends to play down to some teams. I have no idea what they're going to be like. Cause you know, obviously it's early, but this is a, like Utah State is not a, a championship contender, but they are actually a, a decent team. Texas, obviously, Monroe, whatever, Vanderbilt's terrible. But then you've got Arkansas, A&M, Tennessee, Mississippi State, and I would not be surprised if they lose one of those games to any of them, really. I mean, I, I would be a little surprised if they lost to Mississippi State, but the, those first three, it's conceivable that they could lose them. Um, I wonder what LSU is going to be like. Obviously, we'll kind of talk about them later. But um, I just, I just think I, you know, like I, I, the caveat of them potentially winning the national championship, but with a regular season loss, is what makes me pick the under. So, Doctor, you said Bama's plus one fifty to win it all. That is correct, sir. That was the money line when I looked uh, last time. Are they the? I think the closest favorite? one was plus two fifty, yeah. and that was uh, Ohio State. Where's Georgia? Plus 500. I know they've lost a bunch, but eh, whatever. So, yeah. Uh, the, the run they have in October and the first week of November scares me. So that's why I'm going to take the under also. Circle on your calendar, October 15th, Knoxville, Tennessee is going to upset them. All right. <laughs> I don't think so. Or Texas, or Texas. All right, back. Uh, okay, next is a uh, and uh, Jimbo, feeling frisky after his fifth straight top whatever recruiting class and eight wins. Um, obviously the big storyline in the off season was the uh, the uh, imbroglio or tete a tete or whatever he had with Saban about honor and integrity and having fetal alcohol syndrome and all that other shit. Um, but, you know, A&M has recruited really well, and they probably are very close third in overall talent, if not more talented than Bama and Georgia. But um, they have Jimbo, which – and this is kind of channeling Larry. Uh, he's good if he has a really good quarterback. And I don't know that I love their quarterback. They got – uh, Max Johnson, who transferred from LSU, and then Haynes King, who broke his leg like game two. So I just – I don't love Max Johnson. I mean, he's fine, but he's not going to take you to the promised land. Um, and honestly, I don't really – I've never really seen Haynes King play. 
they beat Bama last year. And despite doing that, still managed to blow four games. Um, so you look at their schedule. They got Miami at home, which I kind of hope they win, obviously. But um, that's a tough game. They play Arkansas and Arlington, who whipped their ass last year. Um, South Carolina could be better. And then the Gators, depending on, you know, probably what Richardson does, that's not going to be an easy game. Um, I think nine is kind of the number. Um, can we say on the number? Do we have to go over or under? Pretty sure we got to bank a pick. <clears throat> Either that All or right, let can, me see here. I don't know. If um, you pick the number, if it goes over or under, do you lose? Oh, yeah. Then why can't he pick the number? I don't know. We just never have before. But you know what? That might have been uh, Larry's rule. Fuck it. I'm going under. Kimbo's a clown. I don't. I, I think they're going to win eight games again. They're not going to beat Bama, and they're going to blow like two or three of those. They're definitely not winning ten games. So I'm going to go under. So Maud, I'm I'm with you. I thought nine was the number. Um. I can see them losing to Miami. I can see them losing to Arkansas. I can see them losing to Alabama. I can see them losing to Florida. And I think I think Brian Kelly's going to have LSU rolling at the end of the season. It'll take some time, but I, I think LSU will beat them in the last game of the season. Um, you know, just alluding to what you said, Maud, I, who's their quarterback? You know, there's there's nothing special there. You can look at the Gators and say, all right, like Anthony Richardson, you know, he better than any quarterback that's on their roster and he's going to win some games for him. There's no quarterback on the AM roster that can win a game for them. So I, I think they're, I think there'll be another eight win team, you know, uh, and that, and if the only time Jimbo ever won anything was when he, when he had Jameis Winston, that's it. He, he hasn't done anything else before or, or since. So yeah, I mean, Jameis isn't walking through that door. So Give me an under for for A and M and and that fucktard of a coach who's making all kinds of cash and I love that part about it. So I, I yeah I was just basically gonna agree. Um, I, I without a quarterback, I mean like that that means so much. And my kind of rule of thumb here is if you can like if you can see four or five games that they can potentially lose, then especially at this early juncture, you can't pick the over. Um, and it gets a little, di- you know, obviously it gets a little dicey uh, when you're picking that many unders, as uh, Dr. Rippick told we, and I talked about earlier. But there's just too many games on the schedule. I think next year, you know, if this now, I mean, how many, and that's another great point. They've had so many top five recruiting classes and they get to produce even an SEC West title. And obviously, you know, you're running into the buzzsaw of Bama, but still i mean you know like they beat them last year and they still couldn't get over the hump so yeah i'm I'm gonna pick the under as well there's just too many losable games on their schedule our first sweep of the year no love for jimbo no he's an asshole Ole miss so they've they went nine and one during covid year but generally they're eight or nine wins uh, I mean, I think what was Jimbo's first year there? 2019, fifth year. He's been there five years. So, 
Yeah, 2018 was his first year. That was nine wins. But uh, anyway, all right, who's next? We had uh, the lane train. Uh, the total for them is eight. They lost uh, Matt Corral and a lot of their skill players, but uh, Matt Corral was kind of injured. Um, uh, the so-called king of the portal, which is what Lane has dubbed himself after raiding the portal for 15 transfers, uh, one of whom is Jackson Dart, who is a quarterback, I think, at USC, and um, is slated to be the starter at Ole Miss. Um, we know they're going to score. I mean, that kind of goes without saying. Um, but, uh, you know, I, it's, this West is kind of interesting, and I don't even think A&M is – they have the talent to where they should be squarely set at two. But after them, I mean, and even maybe throw them in, I honestly feel like you could run a simulation and any of these remaining six could finish second or seventh or anything in between. It seems very, 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 a lot of parity. And they're all decent teams with, uh, you know, some good things going on. But, um, with respect to Ole Miss, I uh, I don't love them this year. Um, they kind of play, you know, they won 10 games last year. They had really good quarterback, um, you know, pretty favorable schedule. Uh, this year, I mean, it's still pretty favorable. They got Georgia Tech, Troy, Central Arkansas. And Tulsa is their non-conference slate. And they start out with four straight non-conference games. So they'll be 4-0 going into Kentucky in October. Uh, they draw Vanderbilt from the east. So Vanderbilt and Kentucky from the east. Now, the, their finishing stretch is Auburn, LSU, A&M, Bama, Arkansas, and then the Egg Bowl. So, I mean, it does certainly turn. But you got to figure – they're at worst, one, two, three, four, five and one at the midway point. So to get above eight, they need to win four out of the next six. Man, I got a feeling they're gonna be six and zero, oh, and they'll win, they'll split the rest. So I'm going over. Yeah, so that's 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 what I was looking at. Their malt was there how their how their season starts and even goes through the middle. I mean. That's a disgrace. That that non-conference is just a joke. At yeah. Georgia Tech is your tough game. Yeah. Give me a fucking break. And, you know, I, I think they can beat Kentucky. I'm not really that high on Kentucky because, once again, who's their quarterback? And then they have Vandy after that. They'll beat Vandy. Auburn is just who knows what the fuck's going on in Auburn with their their coach and and just everything that's flying around there. So, I have them starting out the season at seven and zero, and then so they have to win one of their last five, which again is tough, right? LSU, A and M, Alabama, Arkansas, and then the Egg Bowl. So, but I they'll they'll beat one of those teams, I'm sure, because um, they won't. They're not terrible. They're not a bad team, and Lane he can coach up quarterbacks and he can scheme. He's a really really good offensive coordinator. So I have them winning eight games. Eight in Oxford. Does anyone know what happened to Miles Plumley? 
You have them winning them eight games. Is that over, or then they have to win nine? Yeah, that's over. Yep. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. My bad. Their number is eight. For some reason, I looked and saw it seven. Wow. So now they have to win two. Ooh. Woof. Ooh. Yeah, they'll beat Mississippi State. Yeah. So they'll they'll beat. I'll I'll say they'll beat. Uh, I'll go with LSU and Mississippi State on their on their final stretch there in the at the end of the season. Their final five. So I'll give them the over. Right? Is that nine wins? Yeah, nine wins. I I said Miles Plumley. John Reese Plumley. Do you all know where he transferred? Where'd he go? Did he transfer? Central Your Florida. Central that's right. Uh, gold they being called the Golden Knights, so we have to keep doing that. Um, yeah, John David Plumtree. I forgot about him. He plays baseball too, but you know he wants to be coached by you know Gus Malzahn, and, and I would too. You know, if I was, I, mean, I think that's a hell of a coach for a piece of shit school so good for them good for them um in regards to Ole Miss I I think eight is the number so I'm going to go under you guys have said so much I just I don't yeah they're pulling uh is it Arkansas that always plays yeah like Arkansas plays three sometimes four of their non-conference games like right in a row like I feel like they're they're often a team that we're just like Hey, they're going to be four and zero going into the buzzsaw of the SEC West. Well, that's kind of like Ole Miss this year, except then they're going to they're hosting Kentucky, which, you know, I, I just don't think Kentucky's ever going to get over the hump. So I you know, and, and and you know, and, and I guess it sucks for them that we we suck, but but um, Tennessee's on the rise, and and Georgia, you know, is obviously where they are. So. I don't. I, I think that it's very conceivable that they're going to be six and zero going into their SEC West. Uh, so they need to win three of those last games. Who the hell knows what what, what LSU is going to be doing? I just don't see a hundred percent three wins. I see two wins out of that last five games. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say they're probably going to hit the number eight as they perennially do and most often do. Uh, but that's not good enough. So I'm going to take the under. Choo-choo, lane train, over. Everybody picked the over but me. All right. Need a refill. Yeah, me too. Who's next? All right, next. I shifted gears. Uh, Never had this beer before, but it was at the aforementioned Lucan's, and it's uh, Thin Man Brewing, and it's called All in the Ganyo IPA. Now, where is Thin Man Brewing? Buffalo, New York. It's good. Yeah, really good. It's kind of got a little bit of the haziness, but not too much. Kind of subtle. Yeah, I have. Yeah. I, I've had their, uh, you know, doctor just threw it up here on the screen. Their Pills Mafia. It's actually, uh, I had that. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Pretty good. Looks like a cool spot. I didn't, I didn't put one and one together that uh, it's Bill's Mafia. You know, play on words. Mm, yeah, um, I probably wouldn't have bought it then, but you know, it's still a good beer. I'll never buy it again unless I'm in Buffalo. So, and I'm, I don't know why the fuck I'd ever go to. Buffalo. You guys ever follow? There's this uh, guy named Cuso. He's a he's got a social media presence, and he's uh, he's he cooks like uh, steaks and all sorts of shit. A lot of time he cooks outdoors or tailgates for the Buffalo for the Bills. Or with the Bills games, it's he is he's awesome. He's the only thing about 
Buffalo and or the Bills. I don't. Oh, I guess and Kyrie Elam, but you know whatever. He's Kyrie, on the yeah, yeah. He had a. The only reason I know that is because I follow some Gator things, and they showed you know he had a couple pass breakups in the first preseason game. All right, Arky, kind of a Bourbon Boys favorite team. Uh, Sam Pittman, probably the most talented team he's got coming back. Um, he's had some time to get more of his guys in. And uh, speaking of uh, probably at the top of the list, we got KJ Jefferson, who is a solid player, bit injury prone, but um, still tough. He's just so big, he just gets lit up. Um, they, uh, uh, I mean, what are our thoughts on Bumper Pool? Like, like if his name is like Jim Davis, would he get nearly the hype? I mean, he's pretty, he's a good player, but anyway, that was the thought I had. But uh, their schedule is pretty favorable. Um, they've only have three true SEC road games. And they get to deal with Mizzou and South Carolina from the East. Um, Non-conference games, Cincinnati, but I think they're going to be a little bit down, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, At BYU, um, Liberty. I mean, other than that, uh, you know, it's going to boil down to uh, that A&M game. And then, uh, you know, later in the year when they – play against the rest of the West. Uh, I think they're going to, I think I got them winning eight or nine games. So I'm going over. Uh, In fact, this is my lock of the West anyway. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of regurgitating what you said there, Malt. Um, Very favorable schedule, in my opinion. I think their non-conference is extremely weak. Cincinnati, they're definitely down. That's a program that will probably be good. Like, every three years because it takes it takes fickle time to build that program back he just doesn't get the just doesn't get the names that the bigger schools do you know and new quarterback right Ritter's Ritter's gone after starting for four years along with Sauce Gardner there in the back end of the defense I for some reason I think South Carolina may give them a little bit of a a challenge like I don't know what to make of South Carolina um but I, I think they'll overcome and Arkansas always has a letdown loss and that could be maybe to Missouri, maybe to Mississippi state. So, but, but saying all that, I, I think they'll, they'll win eight. So I'll, I'll take the over there. Yeah. I think uh, Pittman's got the program going in the right direction. I mean, they won eight last year or seven or eight last year. Um, I think they're capable of doing it again this year. Uh, Yeah. Like Malt said, it's going to come down to, you know, you got AM, Mississippi State. I'm not sure. I'm not comparing those two teams, but you know, those are two teams that I don't, I, I mean, I, I, what are the, how did they, they beat AM last year? Yeah. 20 to 10. I mean, what a, what an interesting game. And, and AM was ranked seven at the time and they beat Bama in, you know, in that, you know, stretch. So I, I think, I, I think I like what Pittman's doing. Um, it is going to come down to LSU, Auburn, or AM. That's you know they've got to win. I think they've got to win two of those games. You know if we're if we're considering and Ole Miss, of course, we've got to win two or three of those games. I'm going to take the over. I think they might be on the rise. 
Yeah, good for them. Must be played yeah, them. And, Fuck them. And Malt, you know, Malt said it. Um, he didn't explicitly say it, but they're a team that has right. a good core <clears throat> that they'll be over before. So. There ain't no question about their identity, yeah. you know. No, no, not at all. All right, sweep it. LSU. LSU. Brian Kelly. I mean, wow. That guy is like the antithesis of Louisiana. But um, it's uh, it'll be interesting. Uh, he, No one can doubt the success he had at Notre Dame. I think he's won double digits the last four or five years. Um, the big question mark for, for LSU is quarterback. Uh, I just actually read today that the 33-year-old Miles Brennan uh, has actually decided to quit football because he found out he's not the starter, um, and he's 33. But um, that leaves it as a battle between transfer from Arizona State, Jaden Daniels, and uh, Garrett Nussmeyer, who uh, we all know who his dad was, unfortunately. But the total is six and a half. Um. I'm actually, let's see. I don't love LSU this year. I'm going to go under. I think they win six. Uh, it's going to take a while for Kelly to change the culture. Um, and they got a tough schedule. You know, that Florida game is going to be tough, hopefully. Um, they uh, Florida State, that would be an interesting game. Um, how many teams have ever played Florida and Florida State? non-con or the same year it's not non-conference but anyway um it's wild bro so yeah i'm gonna go under i don't i mean they're kind of a a bit of a blank slate to you kind of a total rebuild but they got tons of talent and kelly's a good coach so if they won eight or nine games i would not be shocked but i just got a feeling that's gonna gonna take a while for kelly to get things straightened out and I need to pick some unders because I've got <laughs> Yeah, so I, I have a couple of public service announcements before I get into what I'm doing. The first is with my Negronis that I'm oh on boy. my second. Um, so this could go this could go <laughs> downhill fast. Um, the gin that I use is Hendrix. So there's only one. So I, I do I do drink that. Not not gin and juice though, Dr. Riffick. We stay away from that and have for uh, you Damn mean the Seagram's years. pre-mixed gin and juice? Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. Yes, with the yes. grapefruit juice, yes. the puke juice. Yes. Perfect. Good. Uh, Perfect. Hey, uh, Gus, yeah. quick question yeah. regarding Hendrix. Do you prefer regular Hendrix, uh, the Neptunia, or the Lunar, or then there's the Orbit something? Yeah, regular. Okay, my wife is, swears by Neptunia, and before that she liked Lunar, but of course she'll drink regular. So. Yeah, I've just, I hey, just regular. 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 Have you ever, have you ever had St. Jo- St. George gin? I probably have, but I was probably hammering yeah. at it. Like now. It's good. I'll try it. I like Hendrix too, though. Can't go wrong with that. And the, the other public service announcement is I may be commenting a hell of a lot more on things of the world. Ah. Uh, yeah. I have no more restrictions on ah. what I say. So. You know, before I could never say fuck whoever the president was, but I can say fuck <gasps> Joe Biden now if I want. Or I could say, I don't know, fuck whoever. It's uh it's kind of liberating. So not saying we'll get into any political we never talk, do. but you know, we never do. 
but I can I can say whatever I want now. Which is can you say? Feeling. Let's go, Brandon. I can say let's go, Brandon. I can, but I mean, this isn't just a Joe Biden thing. Like I wanted to say, fuck the last couple of presidents. So I I took an oath. Now your oath is. Let me ask you that. How how do you feel about this? So I have a, there's a house a block away that so previously they've had big on the Gadsden flag. Um, the latest addition is an American flag, but with SOS spray painted on it Fucked in up. black. I didn't like it. So I don't like it. But at the same time, like I don't, it it's on their property, right? Like whatever you can. You can oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Name, I mean, he's, he's just asking how you I, feel. I'm not going to tear it down or anything. Yeah, I mean, you know, personally, no, I don't like it, but I'm not one that's, that's, you know, going to get all worked up over it or, you know, like the Kaepernick kneeling, like, that's fine. He can do that if he wants, you know, that's between him and his employer. You know, if he's doing it while, while working, then whatever his employer thinks should be done. But, you know, I don't, I don't think it's a disgrace to veterans. I don't think it's a disgrace to the flag or whatever. I mean, how I look at those things is you're an American. You can do whatever the fuck you want. So, and did 23 years ensuring that you could do whatever the fuck you wanted. So, you know, like to create a law or, or. No, I'm not, not asking, asking about law. Opinion. Like, okay. You yeah. Roll up on the guy and he's like, oh, come on in. You'd be like, what's with the flag? Yeah, I probably wouldn't bring it up. But, it, but, but, to, but, but to me, like, I mean that is saying something about you, right? Like, it's probably like, yeah, we may not see eye to eye on a lot of Well, but the thing is, is he's got political signs are all like who we would want. Yeah. Well, okay. I see you're saying. So now that, okay. So the SOS is, is from the side of, he doesn't like the current administration. Right. Gotcha. Gotcha. Is this the guy that, uh, is he still in uniform? He retired. I don't know that he's in, he's ever been, I don't know. I've never seen him. Okay. Okay. Because I thought you said there's a Marine that lived near you. That's the one I was picturing. But, yeah, like, no. I don't know. Like, it'll pass. It always does. Ebbs and flows. Everything, right? Everything ebbs and flows. So the market ebbs and flows. You know how, I don't know, everything in, in the world ebbs and flows. Global warming, global cooling, it ebbs and flows, right? Have a nice day. Yeah, I just didn't, I just didn't know if it was a way that would be a generally accepted way to protest what's going on. Yeah. Like, I mean, generally accepted by people who like the flag, I guess would be the way to say it, you know? Yeah. So I, I mean, Texas V. Johnson, obviously his right to burn the flag, which, which is totally fine yeah, yeah. because that's not at all what he is. He's probably like the kind of guy that'd be like, you burn our flag, I'll fuck you up, you know? But yeah, yet yeah. he is willing to, desecrate it with his own political message and i kind of think like you know i I, personally you know you you have the right to burn it you have the right to draw over it but i don't find much difference in drawing on the flag and burning the flag and that's something he wouldn't want to hear you know i kind of think that i think that's shitty right you know the flag is our flag you know like that's why i kind of feel about our, our country and shit it's like when obama was elected twice i'm like I'm still proud to be a fucking American, you know, just because the guy didn't want to get elected. 
was elected. And I kind of feel like, obviously, literally, the flag is a symbol of America. So, you know, I feel like, yay, you know, appropriate, blah, blah, blah. But I don't want there, I, I'm sure you weren't asking if we think there should be laws against it. And so, just, I mean. No, not at all. But I'm, I'm yeah, a free but speech I mean, absolutist. But, but, but personally, I'd say, fuck this guy, you know? Even, even though, right. you know, coincidentally, I mean, that shit, there's a lot of like conservatives who I agree with like 99% of themselves, but they die on the Trump flat, the Hill, you know, or, or call the election yeah. a fraud. Even if you like Trump, I don't even care. I'm not like against you, but calling the election a fraud and defending January 6th, it's like, that's kind of where I'm like, nah, you know, maybe we don't. Well, I got some material I'm going to send you that you yeah. need to read. <laughs> Right. You know that Arizona is still going to turn it over. They're still going to overturn the yeah. election results. Is it? Is it some of those Mike Huckabee books? Yeah, like the, yeah. Kid, like kids, the children's books. Yeah, coloring books. Wow, yeah, the kids' oh. books. Yeah, yeah. The, the history of Donald Trump. Books. Yeah, perfect. This is what I want. <laughs> hey, '94 was a great year. Freshman year. We got the house for the first time since in 60 years. Where the hell were we? <laughs> I have malt down for. Oh, oh. I'm also not a. Oh no, I was just gonna say I'm also not a big flag guy, right? No. Like I don't, I don't fly a flag. I don't, I don't put one up. Like, you know, it is what it is. But I'm, I'm that same guy too, who's like, the thank you for your service shit. Like, whatever. Okay, thank you for paying your taxes. You know, it. It's not a. It's a little know, bit. I just. Yeah, we didn't have bullets flying over our so. fucking heads when we were putting the the, the tax. Yeah, thing. but you'll find that you'll you'll find that that most people sure. that weren't running yeah. a desk don't really care about that, and that the people that were running a desk they're the ones who care about the most. Like, yeah, that's right. All right, LSU, their conundrum. I think eventually, at the end of the year, Brian Kelly will get things going for them, but. You know, I already said they're going to beat A&M, and I think they will. They'll beat UAB, which is their second-to-last game, but Alabama and Arkansas are going to be a problem. Uh, early on in the schedule, Florida State, not a problem whatsoever. They'll beat New Mexico. I, I think they'll beat Mississippi State. Um, Tennessee and Florida are going to be tough. Ole Miss will be interesting. I, don't, I didn't even count how many of that was and what I was – what I was saying. So, man, I want to go over here. I really do, but let me count. Yeah, four losses, maybe five. I'll go over. I'll go. They'll win seven. I'll give them seven. Give me the over for LSU. Brian Kelly will get something done. So, so they, so they need two wins out of the five. I want to say locks because I, I kind of, I tend to agree with you about Mississippi State. Um, the problem is that guy with his fucking air raid, you know, it could be, you know, maybe LSU hasn't found their stride and maybe this is like the one game that, that Mississippi state hits it, you know, obviously we'll decide that later. Um, but the Florida state, Southern New Mexico, they've got a, they've got some good games in Baton Rouge. I mean, this would be a hell of a year to, well, I mean, not, not necessarily all good Southern and New Mexico, but they have Mississippi state. Tennessee, Ole Miss, and Alabama, and then UAB, all at home. I mean, those are that's a that's a fucking season right there. And it, you know, it's so funny. A lot of these 
games and we're still in the West or not a lot, but a couple of these games, like, okay, two, like rely on like how Tennessee is going to be this year and, and what the fuck is going on with, you know, at Ole Miss, you know? So I don't know, six and a half first years, first year. I mean, like Brian Kelly took a couple of years to bring Notre Dame to where they, you know, were before he left. So I think this, hopefully is a rebuilding year. And I say hopefully because of October 15th, go Gators. So I'm going to say under LSU and not because I'm a Gator fan, but because I think this might be a, you know, I, I'm not going to discount that Brian Kelly might be a good coach there, but um, it might take, you know, some time. So under. It's my lock. Doctor. Over. Oh, all right. We got the pirate. Mississippi State, their total is at 6.5 or 6.5. They got a really good quarterback, Will Rogers, coming back. 16 returning starters as well. I think they're right in the middle of this, you know, second tier of the West where, you know, they could be, you know, third or seventh. Um, They have – Let's see their schedule here. They got. Oh, they're going to Tucson. Doctor, you Ooh. might want to make a fucking. Get his autograph. He's staying at the house. Um, my lock. He's, nice. He's going to join the pod. Okay. Cool. So. Oh, 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 my God. I almost had a. <laughs> I almost had to change my pants. Yeah, I thought you guys had the five idea. I thought there were five of you. <laughs> I came here for Larry. Larry leaves and his zero so, joins. So they they draw Georgia and Kentucky from the east, which is or wait, sorry, uh, Georgia and yeah, Kentucky from the east. Um, so that's that's tough. Uh, I mean, that's kind of the key game is that Kentucky game. Um, I could see this going south, honestly. Um, whew. I mean, they're kind of right at six or seven, I think. Uh, I'll go under. Man, so, yeah, I'm, I think it's six or seven. I will say this. I think they're going to beat Georgia and start going. <laughs> I think that's going to wow. happen. Wow, I like it. I think that's going to happen. You I know, the so. old pirate, he can, you know, he can swashbuckle his way to to an un- unlikely upset. So LSU game, I'm not sure about Kentucky. I actually think they may beat Kentucky as well. You're not high on Kentucky. Um, I, I said you're that? not high on Kentucky. Is that right? No, not really. I just, it's funny because I think that, I think that, um, oh my God, what's his name? Mark Stoops. Uh, Stoops. Yeah. I think, Stoops and, and the Pirate are they're different. They have a different mindset, but they're kind of the same yeah. coach. Like they'll they'll be around 500 and they'll bring a team up to a certain point and then they'll go right back down. Like it's just they're I don't see them as like as ever winning anything. So man, let me see what I've done. Uh, you know, fuck it. I'll take the under here. Maybe this is maybe this is his last year in Starkville. So he'll have a shitty year, but they have a quarterback though. That's my thing. That's my jam. It's your caveat. Yeah, I'll go under. 
I'll go under. I'm going to regret it. Not that this counts for it. So I, I noticed that, like, you know, going back in my picks, I picked a lot of uh, Mississippi State losses might have hinged on whether a team's going to go, or excuse me, a team beating Mississippi State kind of like makes it whether or not in my, you know, own picks, they're going to go over or under. Um, I, I don't want them to have a terrible season because I really would like Mike Leach to stay in the SEC. I, I, you know, it's funny. I, you know, I, a couple of years ago, I was accused of being a, I don't know what the fuck I was being accused of, but it was like, you know, I said, Ole Miss should go back to being happy that they, you know, are winning the tailgate. Mississippi State should be happy that they're, you know, getting six wins, you know, and that, you know, but then they keep upgrading their stadium and their baseball team's doing well. And I mean, it's kind of like, it's unfortunate that these, uh, you know, peon teams are kind of getting, big for their bridges because now they're going to have uh, you know, that the foot, the, the Florida syndrome where like, you know, if you don't win, obviously, you know, like Mullen and, and the last guy previously were, you know, beyond, you know, like we're a little, uh, we're exceptions to this, but, you know, we kind of, you know, we get accused of being spoiled fans. And I think that's like become an epidemic in a lot of uh, fan bases, especially teams from Mississippi. And I don't mean that with any disrespect, you know, I've got a fan, I've got, you know, in-laws in Mississippi, but they just, I think they would be so much happier if they would be content with these six plus wins. But that's why I'm saying I I'm pleading with Starkville to keep Mike Leach. I think they're going to be the under this. I think they're going to hit the under this year though, is the, is the, is the unfortunate part. And, and by the way, I'm drinking, I, I changed my uh, drink. I'm drinking hundred days. It's um, a beer from big beach brewing company in Gulf Shores, Alabama. And my last big can of beer from Alabama. It's delicious. What kind of beer is it? It's a hazy IPA. No, actually, no, it's just an IPA, but it's called oh. 100 Days. Nice. It's not as good as, uh, it's not as good as their, you know, their real, you know, their, the hazy IPA area of 251, but. Another Doctor. Story. We'll all take the under. All right. No love for the pirate. Oh, we love them. All right. Uh, wrapping up the West, we got Auburn. Lowest total, five and a half. No love for, what's his name, Hartson? Brian Hartson. Uh, we share a lot in common with all the big Auburn swinging dick alums, too. Um, I, I mean, it's not great if the most interesting thing in your offseason is you know, is our coach going to get fired after one year? Um, so this, it's like uh, musical chairs with quarter, like fair to middling quarterbacks in the SEC. So Auburn, who took on PJ Finley as a transfer last year, brought in Zach Calzada, who was AM's quarterback. Um, so they're fighting it out to be the starter. Uh, Bo Nix is uh, in Yo. Oregon now. He gone. Which uh, maybe a little bit of addition by subtraction there. Um, and maybe because they don't think he doesn't, he's not there. So there's not this, oh, he's a star status. Maybe they'll do what they need to do and hand the ball off to take Bigsby and that guy Hunter. Um, but, you know, it's just Auburn seems like they're kind of scuffling. Um, they do have a pretty low number. Uh, so they, they 
got Penn State at home, who I think is going to be pretty good, but their coach sucked, so that they could win that. Um, Mercer, San Jose State, win-win. They draw Mizzou. They'll probably win that. Um, they draw – obviously, they have George every year. They'll lose that. Alabama um, loss. Bama's a loss. And then it's kind of all those Western right. teams. So can they win three and they get to six? Western Kentucky, Mercer, San Jose State. I'll give them Mizzou. That's four. Then they need two more. They got Western Kentucky. So they, I feel like they could, if they rally around the coach, I actually think this coach isn't bad. But if shit gets bad, then it can get really bad. Like they can win like three games. Um, I don't know. I got a weird feeling. I'll, I'll, I think they'll win six. So Let me ask you a quick over. question before Gus goes. What was the what's the deal with the coach? Sure. Like, I mean, aside from like them having struggles, they lost like I think they they finished the season losing five in a row. But um, wasn't there like a COVID thing? Like, a, or did that get blown over? Like a vaccine situation? I think that was it. I'm. I mean, that's – I know that was off-field stuff, but, like, you know, I'm looking at their win totals from last year. They were – let's see. Yep, I've got them right here. They finished the season losing, you know, A&M, Mississippi State, South Carolina, Alabama, and then they lost in their bowl game to Houston, which was probably a fucking terrible game, Seven, 17 to 13. I mean, Christ. So, yeah, I mean, they lost their last five games. They beat Ole Miss. They beat Arkansas. And they, I mean, two of their wins were due to like egregious right. officiating right. mistakes. Right. Hmm. So I don't know. Maybe it's just because my nephew goes there, and I hope he has a winning season. So greater. Yeah. So I, I only have him winning three games <laughs> for sure. Um, you know. Just, just a quick, quick search on Brian Harson. Um, obviously, it isn't this class, but he's only been there a year. But for 2023, he he only has the 67th ranked recruiting class. So, far. so it, he's not recruiting. You know, his success came to Boise. Was at Boise State, which does a really great job of taking, yep. you know, probably guys who can't get into other schools. They're almost like a good JUCO, making the most of them, kind of there. Yeah, so I, I don't, I don't really, I don't really see this. I also saw too that like it may not turn out well because the AD also does not have a long, has a hmm. like it's just that shit. And and I I want to say there was a lot of players that transferred out. I think there's a lot of players that yeah. left the program because of him. Yeah, I just like I think Penn State's gonna beat him. I think Missouri's gonna beat him. Um, so my only wins I have for them are Mercer, San Jose State, and Western Kentucky. And who knows, Western Kentucky, sometimes they have good teams back when Willie Taggart was their coach, <laughs> but maybe they'll beat them. So I, I just I don't they're not they're they're not gonna beat anybody in the West. I think Missouri will beat them and I think Georgia will they're non conference. That's it. Going under here. When Harson's gone and who the hell knows who maybe they'll hire Gene. You're just sad Bo Nix isn't there. No, I am actually. I am pretty sad because I can't talk shit about him. 
right? I mean, I guess I think I Oregon's on one team schedule. Georgia, so. Georgia opens with Oregon. Yeah. So, but I think I hate Georgia and more I than hope so. Atlanta. Christ. So, so I can't like I can't bag on him too much. I don't know. Maybe some of the pus from his pimples oh. will get in the Georgia defense. Oh my god! Eyes. So gross. Who knows? Yeah. Taking the under three wins, my lock of the West. So, to paraphrase Al Pacino and Scent of a Woman, Auburn. The way their season's going to go, they're going to be aw bums. All right, sorry. I have been drinking. But I told, but basically, I am all on your, I, I basically what I'm trying to say is like, I am. Uh, all on uh, Gus's side on this one. Um, I think there's just, I, I think you're right. There was, there were a lot of transfers, um, you know, really early on. And, and another thing, you know, regarding all this, we're going to have to like account, not we per se, but like teams are going to have to count and account for like this NIL stuff. Like are these players going to be that are getting paid like these ridiculous contracts, you know, you know, not from the school or not because of recruiting. I can't exactly remember exactly how they're, um, how it's um, regulated, but, you know, and that's a problem by the way, but they're losing players. You know, they're going to have to scrap a bunch of, you know, the the one thing you said that kind of actually triggered me a little bit to use this, uh, a new term that I fucking hate is that you said that he he did I mean I presume you were suggesting that he did a, a lot with a little when he was at Boise State and that kind of makes me like concerned that like Napier is going to be like that but whatever that's a long that's a, that's another story for about the size of the boat it's motion yeah, for two for well, two I mean, hours from now think, we can talk about Florida I just think I think Boise just has that built in do a lot with a little right it doesn't matter who their coach is they all do a lot. I mean, they're, they're always a winning, winning school. They always do well. You know, I think you just plug any coach in there yeah. and it's like, Hey, you weren't, you know, you couldn't get into USC come play for right. me, you know, cause they get a lot of those California. That's a great point. That are good. That's a great so. point. Well, anyways, I, 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 I'm just, I'm still like, I, I totally agree with you. I mean, like that's a terrible way to end last season. I haven't heard anything positive in the on in the off season. So I'm going to go with the under 12. I think they're probably going to win more than three games just because of the way it works. But yeah, I agree. Under doctor who you like, or what do you like? Sorry. I'll take the tigers, the war Eagles, whatever they're called. Plainsman. The Plainsman. Fucking idiot. Plainsman. All right. Yeah. That wraps up the West. Oh my God. We did it. Holy shit. It only took how many Oh, get out of here, you drunk oh, fuck. Yeah. It took an hour and a half. Oh, my God. Well, how many, Aper- how many Aperols have you? Locking the over-under on the West. Uh, Are we supposed to do this? Arkansas. Are we supposed to do a lock? I'm just marking it. I no, just, I mean, oh. a big one. So we can, we can lambast him when he's hopefully wrong later on in the year. No, wait, no. Well, I, just, I want him to so do a way to make a stand. No, I want him to be right. We're on the same page oh, here. Oh, God. We're, it was a sweep. Oh. <laughs> so, there's your lock. Hey, uh, Cuz, you can you can go second now. I'll let you have the East. Oh, I don't know, man. I kind of was digging your analysis. 
Oh, okay. I'll keep yeah, rolling okay. there. This isn't a seniority thing. I opened, remember, guys? Super important. That's right. I should fly exactly. with that shit on it. And I'll say, come on to this ranch, and you'll get some sunflower seeds. Sorry. Fucking Georgia. God, I hate them so much. And you can put that in the bank. I can't read your fucking thing. Let's see. Oh, God. Fucking Tennessee. Christ. All right. We ready? Yeah, I'm done. <laughs> All right. We'll venture on over to Mosey. the east. Mosey. We're fucking Georgia defending champ. Breaks God. my heart to say it. Can I say something real quick? I wanted to live without Can I say seeing something the real win. quick. Circa yeah. 2001 Salty Dog. Malt Liquor and I are sitting at a bar stool. And, and Mark right, Malt man. Liquor says to me, I, I don't know how many how fucked up we were, but Malt Liquor says to me, I would forego any, any future Yankees championships to lock in that the Red Sox would never win a World Series. Yep. You remember that? I mean, I know I can't remember the exact time, but yes, I, do. I was kind of blown away because, you know, being a Rays fan, we, you know, never even sniffed. Well, no, I guess we had. No, no, no. Yeah, exactly. We had never even sniffed it. And also, I mean, you know, foregoing any championship in your lifetime because that's how much you hated a team. And I loved it. That was some severe. I don't know if it's Schadenfreude, but it's there, man. It's right up there. Yeah, I mean, so it's like probably had a lot to do with alcohol, how much I had to drink <laughs> yeah. that night, and the fact that they were coming off of you know four right. out of five. You feel like you could straight. die happy, but it's funny. So, did any of you all watch the Captain, the Cheater Doc? No. So they had it was like seven. I mean, it was good for what it was. I mean, he his agent yeah. produced i'd rather it, hear so. about it from a yankee uh, fan than watch it because i just don't care about him that much enough you know to do that but go ahead yeah so they had the um whatever episode where they go into the when they blew it against yeah. the red sox and like i didn't i didn't watch shit since that and so like one of my cousins he's like he made some comment about it i was like dude i don't even know if i can wow. watch that I buried that. And he's like, oh, you got to watch it because, like, they rip on A-Rod or whatever. But, yeah, man, that was like – I don't – I haven't cared about sports quite as much as I did after the Red Sox came back because it meant too much to me for them to not win. That when they did, it was just like – so I'm sure you're saying that's like George. That's basically you, what right? I'm saying. It's like I have, like – Aside from them winning, which is, you know, and I don't want to like act like Georgia's living in my head rent free because, you know, it's only when the conversation comes up that I even remember they won last year. But the idea of them winning was definitely like it was something I was always like, not, I don't want to say afraid of, but let's just put it this way like, and there's this app called uh, Time Hop. and, And what it does on your phone is, it brings up old tweets, old uh, Facebook messages or old pictures or whatever. And it's like, on this day, you said this. On this day, you tweeted this. And I'm like, I'm clicking through them. And every year throughout the season, I mean, throughout the fall, I would always like tweet or Facebook or text or whatever 
a picture or some like derogatory meme about how Georgia's like trophy case is empty. You know, like they have like the, uh, the, the hubris of Alabama, but the trophy case of Vanderbilt, you know, it's just stuff like that. I mean, just, right. just wonderful. Or, or, or like, you know, no one born after 81 has ever seen a Georgia national champion, you know, just wonderful things like this. And then, I mean, last year destroyed all of that. And, you know, and they are definitely my hated, my most hated rival. And I grew up during the heyday of um, Florida State, you know, being everybody's fucking favorite. Everybody had the fucking jerseys and the shirts. And I was the idiot for wearing orange or blue in middle school. But everybody else was wearing I mean, my point is, it's like that, like my dad let me know what it was like for him that we were living in like this like dream world in the 90s when we were beating Florida, uh, Georgia every year basically and now like that they have like it's it, as someone said earlier i think gus said things come full circle it's like you know like you know it, anyways long story short just acknowledging and remembering and I, i'll be honest with you like it's not something i go i wake up every day i go i can't believe georgia won the you know national championship last year it's just really when it comes up when college football gets brought up and i love the draft i mean how many fucking georgia players were taken some, um, some really great players so we'll see you know this might i mean you know it, this is going to test kirby's reload philosophy i'm sure he has anyways i hate georgia yes would i ever swear off another florida championship probably not because georgia just won one and it, and it you know and it yeah, yeah well, not anymore not now but it's almost like we never had to though it's like it's almost like someone else already made that deal you know yeah anyways fuck them fuck georgia always and forever continue yeah so like my footnote to that is one of my most hated people of all time is a huge georgia fan i was a senior partner at the law firm my first job um and i was hoping at least he would die before they could win he's like 80 now but from all i know is he he was alive to witness it which is a shame but uh anyway um Georgia is uh total is 11 and a half. Yeah, fuck them. Uh 11 and a half. They lost nine guys from their defense to the NFL draft, but they have been recruiting insanely and they played a lot of defensive guys. Kind of they rotated yeah. because their third stringers were are, could probably start for the Gators. In fact, one of them is and is our best defensive player, but recruiting doesn't matter. Um, but, uh, they do have Stetson Bennett back, which, I mean, he's not going to kill you. Um, offensive line is tremendous. They're, they're now sophomore tight end Brock Bowers is fucking animal. Um, they're going to be good. They're going to win the East kind of in their sleep, but they're not going to, they're not going to go undefeated. I think they'll win you know, 10 or 11 games. Uh, I see them losing at least once, if not twice. Uh, Kirby still likes to play low margin football and that can bite you in the ass against, you know, um, certainly, you know, really anyone that's half decent on their schedule. Um, they're not going to lose to Oregon, but, you know, they could lose to 
Tennessee, they could lose to Florida if, you know, things are looking good. Um, but yeah, I, I, they're going to be good, but I think 10 or 11 is better. Than, I don't think they're going to win 12 games. Yeah, if they do, I'll be very sad. I agree with that. You know, their, their draw from the West is Auburn and Mississippi state. Watch out, watch out. I think, I think we all uh, went over how good we, we think those teams will be. They're going to lose one though. Uh, if not to um, circle in the Florida game and in the Tennessee game. So those, those, those could be their losses. Stetson Bennett, he's, he's nothing special. I mean, he won a national championship, but they didn't win that fucking championship because of him, you know? So we'll see, we'll see how they, uh, how they do. How many, how many returning starters do we know? Can't be that many. I can tell you. They lost. He said, he said they lost nine on the defense. So. They have 10 total returning starters, three on defense. Okay. Yeah. That'll be interesting. I mean, they're, I'm, I'm picking the under no matter what. I'm just I'm wondering if there's going to be a, a letdown loss, whether that be South Carolina or Kentucky. So, because it wouldn't be, a, in my opinion, it's not a letdown if you lose to Florida or what I think Tennessee will probably be this year, even though I can't believe it. So, under? Yeah, under. Absolutely, under. They'll win yeah. 10. I'm picking the under as well. And, 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 and again, the same thing I said about Alabama, like I'm not even suggesting they're not going to make the playoffs or even win the SEC championship. Cause I agree with malt liquor. I think, I think they're going to win the um, SEC East going away. Um, the uh, I don't know, like I have been, it, it's been buried in my head how bad we're going to be this year, you know, and then, We've got such wonderful recruiting news and obviously recruiting involving like the new opening of the, of the, of the building at Florida. So like my point is, is that like, I don't 20 years too. Yeah, exactly. The point is, is like that I have no idea how good Florida is going to be. They have a new coach. So like if I go by my, you know, Brian Kelly theory, maybe Florida is not the, the team that's going to upset them. I mean, it's weird. I mean, Tennessee's Tennessee's beaten them when it, you know, like the stakes were, you know, like odds were definitely against them. So, I mean, oh God, I, it feels weird, like putting my, I don't want to say hopes because I, I really don't care right now. But to you know, ask me again in a year, but um, I think Tennessee is probably going to be the team that keeps them from. Uh, so I'm going to pick the under as well with the caveat that I think they're probably still going to make the playoffs. Oh, yeah. How about you, Doc? Two things about Georgia. One, they never won a national championship while Larry was still on the podcast. And two, they're losing to Bo Nix in the preseason SEC game in Atlanta. Morgan wins. You're saying that because Larry resigned his commission before the season was over. Fact. Got it. Whoa. All right, everyone likes the under for Georgia. Which means they'll win uh, the national championship and undefeated. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. Uh, okay, next we have Kentucky. At total of Aren't you used eight? to hearing Florida after Georgia, you know, or or, or, yeah. or, you know, vice, or flip, flip those around? God, Lee. Sorry. So, uh, Kentucky, I think their quarterback's overrated. A lot of people are like, oh, Will Levi – Levis, whatever the fuck his name is. Like, he could be a 
NFL pick. And it's like, yeah, if you want to draft like a career backup, but um, the strength of their team is Rodriguez, the running back, one of the, you know, I think he's second or third team preseason All-American. They've got a solid O-line, which they seem to just kind of – that's their habit now. Um, Pretty favorable schedule. They're non-conference. It's like the Rust Belt. I mean, Miami of Ohio, Youngstown State, Northern Illinois, and fucking Louisville. Um, So, I mean, that's probably – I mean, maybe Louisville could beat them, but that's four wins right there. And then they just got to get to uh, get five more. Um, they strangely have struggled against Tennessee over the last several years. I think they're like, they've won two out of the last seven or something like that, which um, which is strange. But I think kind of the key for Kentucky and Florida is that game. Um you know, that's going to be where you kind of figure out who's going to be kind of second, obviously with Tennessee there, but um, second on the pecking order as far as Kentucky goes. Um, so eight. I don't uh, – let me see their schedule here. So they draw Ole Miss, Mississippi State from the west. So they got to get to nine. So they'll lose to Georgia. I kind of feel like they take a step back, so I'm going under. Yeah, I agree with that. You know, I don't see, I don't see them winning a lot. Their quarterback is not that good. Proven that time and time again. Um, you know, I look. I actually think Florida legit will beat them. So you have they're going to win three of their first four. They'll beat Vandy. They'll beat Louisville. Maybe they beat South Carolina. Maybe they beat Missouri. I just either way, they're not good. If they beat one, those teams, they're just. I don't think they're going to get there. I. I think they're a seven-team or a seven-win team at best. So typical Stoops, basketball school, you know, and that's good. I mean, seven wins for Kentucky in football—that's great for them. That's amazing. They should celebrate it. Keep keep on giving Stoops all that money. You know what I mean? Keep being a seven-win team. So yeah, I'm going under. They're only going to win seven. I totally agree, and uh, you know, like I, I respect what Mark Stoops. Did-ish. I mean, um, he, uh, it's kind of what we always thought. And I, I don't understand. And, and this is another example. I'm kind of paraphrasing you, Gus, but also paraphrasing myself. Like, why are these fucking teams, you know, like have to expect nine, 10 wins, like when they should be happy with seven, you know, and then go bang their blonde Kentucky wives, you know, like, I mean, just enjoy it, you know? Live your life, bro. Um, the Florida game is going to be telling to both teams, I think. Uh, unless it's like a completely sloppy, terrible, you know, like, you know, one score game. But I, I think that's going to be quite telling. They have to go to Ole Miss, another enigma. They have uh, South Carolina home at Tennessee, who we all th- we're all fairly high on. So, um I, you know, like the, the problem is I just don't – I don't feel like the the same exuberance that most people do. And this is not because I hate Kentucky. It's just I think I'm going to take the under. By the way, Mr. Producer, Dr. Riffick, uh, this is my lock for the East. As is mine. And let's – Which way did you go? Sweep it. 
Ah, we swept. So we're all lock stock and tea smoking barrels well, here so far. Every year in the we're east. dialed in on the east and we pick it straight every year. So you know. <laughs> but I think I think things might change here with Tennessee. Uh win total of eight. Feeling frisky. They got Hayden Hooker. They got Josh Heupel, who's now probably 500 pounds. Um, very explosive offense. 15 starters returning. Uh, Hayden Hooker, they got one of the best receivers, Cedric Tillman, in the country. But I don't know. They're kind of that team that could, you know, they could beat anyone, and then I feel like they could lose anyone um, on their schedule anyway. They've got, you know, obviously all the teams from the East. They got Bama. That's a loss. Um they uh at LSU. At LSU off a of bye after Florida. I mean, so they're either gonna be how's Pitt supposed to be? Not good. I mean, who's their quarterback? Pickett left, right? Yeah, they're gonna suck. Uh although Pitt, Pittsburgh Tennessee's never beaten Pitt. They're 0-3, lost last year. Uh, they kind of gave that game away, though, if I recall. I actually watched that one. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the Florida game is going to be huge. If they win that, they're going to be 4-0. Then you're looking at maybe potential letdown at LSU. But if they beat Florida and they're 4-0, you got to figure they're well on their way to covering that eight. Um, they got the Skyhawks, Kentucky. Yeah, I mean, actually, I really want to take the under, but I feel like they're going to get the nine, so I'm thinking it makes me sad, though. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, they are they do have a somewhat tough draw from the West with Alabama and LSU, LSU being the wild card, because it'll be right in that point where I think LSU will start turning it around a little bit, but maybe not. Um, I think they'll win all their out-of-conference games. There's nothing there. So I, I had their losses. Possibly Georgia. We already discussed that. I think actually um, Alabama. We'll see what happens with Florida and LSU. Like those those four games are really tricky for me. Well, not the Alabama one. They'll lose to Alabama. Um, the other three are. are Didn't you say tough. that Alabama um, was going to lose in Knoxville? Oh yeah, yeah. That's no, right. no, no. Sorry. I'm, I'm just saying. That was I mean, my lock. Lock of the century. Real confidence, Sorry. my friend. <laughs> Dude, I'm. I'm rolling from last night. How many Negronis is that? Like, yeah, gin it up. Not one, Who not knows? two, switch, not three. I'm going to switch here in a minute because I'm calling for a break nice. after the next one, after this pick. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, I, th- I think they're going to get. I think they're going to have nine wins, so I think they're going to be the over. You know, where they where they pick up their their losses is be interesting. <sighs> I just don't know. I don't know about this Tennessee team. Do I believe the hype or are they just going to be Tennessee and shit the away, you know, <laughs> the hypo, the fat, the fat, fat. Bowl? What Wikipedia has him listed at 265 would... pounds over under five <laughs> over just left nipple. Like he's, he's like the, the not cool Brett Bielema, you know? Yeah. He's the guy like Brett Bielema. If you had like a, Cookout that went too late. He'd come over and drink at the end. Heifel's a guy calling cops on you. Yeah, huh. exactly. And he has resting bitch face, by the way. He's yeah. got the jowls, you know? 
Yeah. So what'd you what'd you what do you do at UCF to fucking deserve that job? So what did you do? What did you uh, go with? I'm sorry. I'm taking the over. They're gonna get nine wins, even though, like I said, I can't. I don't know if, if I'm believing the hype or if I'm just gonna. If they're just gonna be Tennessee and shit the bed. So so that Tennessee is. It's a tough one for me. So, but I'll <laughs> I'll stick with the over. Definitely not my lock. So so they have yeah. to win. Three. Let me see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. They have to win three of the Florida, LSU, Alabama, Georgia games. And then that's with my analysis to get to 10 wins, right? Is that what they need or they need nine, right? They need nine, yeah. Well, they need nine wins, yeah. Yeah, I'm just – I mean – that's a. You've already been talking. You've already been talking no, about I, you know the the whole Brian Kelly, Billy Napier. Thing. Yeah, no, I agree. That, and yeah, they're facing two of the new. You know, yeah, so. exactly. Now, I'm going to take the over, and I'm not going to really explain how because I don't I don't love the idea of them beating us, but it's on the. I mean, it, it's got to be on our radar as a Gator fan. So yeah, I'm going to take the over as Very well. Very insightful. Well, Very insightful. More insightful yeah, than I was. Three sweeps in a row in the east. The the involves. Yikes. The involves. All right, folks. The moment we've all been waiting for the assessment of our Florida Gators, who, according to Phil Steele, is number two on the most improved list. He expects us to bounce back. Um Per usual, he doesn't really provide any analysis. He just, like, cites statistics. Um, But, I mean, honestly, it kind of begins and ends with what Anthony Richardson does. If he can stay healthy and flash like he did against LSU, then, you know, we could maybe win nine or ten games. If he gets hurt or flames out, I mean, it could be bad. Uh, We know Billy Napier's done well recruiting, but, I mean, I don't know really anything about what kind of offense he has or what, you know, how he is as a coach or whatever, and we'll have to see. Um, Mullen's gone, which I don't know if any of you noticed, uh, a Gator running back who was not given the ball enough last week, or I'm sorry, last year. During the first week of preseason, just fucking blew up. Did mm-hmm. you notice that? Yes, and all the reports out of the Texans camp are he is the real deal. Yeah, he's RB1. Yeah. And you have to wonder, yep. like, who in Mullen's family he had sex with or was accused of having, right. you know, because he obviously had a personal issue with this fucking guy, and I just cannot get over it. Sorry. No, I totally agree. I mean, it's like, you know, you not to kill Mullen, but, you know, I mean, he, this is the same guy who benched, who started Felipe Franks over Kyle Trask. And Emory. And how, how, how long did we need to see yeah. Emory Jones, you know, turn the ball over before we're like, listen, and the season was over. Get Richardson in the game. Your anyway, career's whatever. Fucking, turn I mean, the page. Your Gator career is basically over. You know, just right. His whole career. Um, Where is he now? High school, 
offensive coordinator? No, nothing. No, nothing. No, nothing right now. No, he's that was a rumor. Show, I right? thought he was uh, offensive coordinator at some Georgia high school. He probably blew sure that, that was a rumor. Studio should have been like, oh man, this guy's a dick. Um, so like you know, like Phil Steele has like their probably my favorite part of the magazine is he's got the different units nationally and like where we rank. We're only in the top ten in one, which is DBs. Which, I mean. Trey Dean's still back there, so I kind of question that. But, um, yeah. but yeah, I mean, we just had a talent gap. And, you know, I mean, Mullen thought he was the smartest guy in the room and blah, blah, blah. But when you assess this season, it's essentially, like I said, if Richardson's healthy and plays up to his immense talent, then we're going to be a team that a lot of people don't want to play and could maybe get to nine or 10 wins, but you know, who knows our receivers are very, very yeah. mediocre. We're all excited about this transfer from Arizona state. I mean, he's like five ten and white and was a three star. And I mean, okay. whatever. Tan? I think he also got hurt. He was he day to day hurt? when he got hurt. He, he got hurt. over it. Yeah. I mean, so I don't know this, this, I think the Gators are probably the most volatile pick as to like sort of where they could land on this continuum of wins, but I'm, I'm going to, when Phil Steele thinks you're going to be an improved team, he's usually right. So I'm going to be optimistic and I think we'll win eight or nine games. So I'm going to take the over. Yeah, so uh, another pro- public service announcement. I have switched to Oban oh Little Bay. Oh, yeah. Uh, at some point, I couldn't find the 14 anywhere. So they did. I did find Oban Little Bay. First time having you. It's pretty good. Pretty good. So from Negroni to Scotch, 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 Scotch. <laughs> so let's get this train rolling. How? Like I said, I haven't done my research. I'll be quite honest with you. I've been, you know big life changes going on things of that nature didn't do a lot of research haven't been following a lot about the gators or college football as a whole how how's the how's the defensive line are they defensive line is actually not terrible i mean we we got uh we still have dexter Dexter, and the kid from georgia who transferred um Mm -hmm. cox i thought he left no no he's back He's back. Okay. So, you know, I don't know that we have a ton of depth, but it's not terrible. Yeah. I, got, I think the Utah game is going to be very interesting, you know, opening up against Utah. Um, they'll probably end up losing. They just have a – they'll beat Kentucky. They'll beat South Florida. Tennessee, we'll see how the defense holds up. They'll beat Eastern Washington. They'll beat Missouri. That's four wins. LSU, another interesting game. Georgia, they might win. A&M at College Station. I don't know if they have the horses right now to match up against A&M. Once again, I know nothing about Napier. About I know what type of recruiter he is because that's the only thing you've heard of. But, you know, his offense and all that, I'm not sure. South Carolina, the win. And they're, what, at seven and a half? Did I name eight wins there? Mm, fuck it. I'll take the over. Why not? Go Gators. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I have a con- – a conceivable nine-win season 
And I think that's good enough for me to pick the over. Um, I'm not like a hundred percent certain. I mean, are any of us, the Tennessee game, I circle, I mean, I'm just counting like home games, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, Vanderbilt, Florida state, you know, those are, that's nine wins right there. If we win our home game, so you think they'll beat Utah? I think it's, I think it's possible. That's, you know, that's nine or eight. Isn't Emory their quarterback? Emory? No, he's at uh, the other day. So would you take, I mean, here, right now, today, if you told me we were, if you told me we were three and one, would I take it? After the Tennessee game, take that. Yeah. After the Tennessee game? Yeah. Because we either lose to a top 10 team, a surging Kentucky team, or a very surging Tennessee team. I'll take three and one. Because Eastern right. Washington's four and one. That makes us four and one. And we're hosting Missouri with a, a good chance five at five and one. and one before we get to LSU. I mean, that's kind of where I actually, that's exactly where I was before the break. Because we're definitely losing to Georgia. We're likely losing to AM only because of, you know, everything. South Carolina, recruiting on the road, new coach. Of course, it's, you know, November now we're talking. Maybe the team's playing together. South Carolina, I like us at home. Obviously, Vanderbilt, and I like us at Florida State. So, I mean, I'm looking at two, one guaranteed loss, and then one, two, two definite question marks. I don't have a problem picking us in the over, and, you know, in, in a legitimate fashion, not just because I'm a clear homer. <laughs> Obvious. How are you, Doc? That's four in a row in the East. My God, this is scary. Well, I think the problem is we've been doing this podcast for so long. We're just so good at it. Is that what you're? <laughs> yeah. Is that what That's it? Is? So we're all going to put yes, two thousand, two thousand dollars in all these blocks and parlay it, right? Mm-hmm. Sure. Right. You put. You got to cover mine though. Why? Because I don't have access to Vegas. You can send me two thousand dollars though. Oh no. Can't do it. Huh? You're, oh, you're breaking up there. All right, home stretch here. We got South Kakalaki, Shane Beamer. Uh, win total six and a half right now. They were uh, I feel like they had a pretty good year last year, considering. Uh, let's see. Yeah, they were seven and six. He inherited the goddamn dumpster fire from Big Dumb Will. And, um, you know, they, I mean, and did they put the nail in the coffin for Mullen? Or did we can't? No, 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 no. there's like a story us? of Strickland just kind of hollering or cussing out Mullen in the catacombs of Bright, Bright, uh, Williams Bryce. Really? What was this story? I have not heard this. Yeah, like after that game, that's my understanding. He cussed him out? Yeah, it was basically like, what the fuck are you doing? Let me, let me. Let me look on our on last year's schedule because that'll help me out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep me going. Um. So they have a uh, Spencer Rattler, very mm-hmm. elite. I mean, this guy everyone loved until like September twentieth of last year. Then he got then basically got benched right by Oklahoma and. Yep. Uh. Anyway, weird looking kid, but. You know, he's got some talent. Um, 
I think Beamer is a pretty good coach, you know. I mean, you can't argue with what they did, um, given the situation he inherited. Um, so six and a half is the number. And let's see, they've got Clemson every year, but after that, crap, three wins there. At Arkansas, probably going to lose that. Georgia, probably going to lose that. At Kentucky, maybe. So they pick up AM and who else from the and Arkansas from the West. Okay. So I think they're gonna win seven. So I'm gonna take the over. Just real quick interlude. Um, we lost at LSU, Georgia, yep, and then South Carolina. We got killed in 40 to 17. We got killed in against and, yeah, kill, well, I know, but I thought that was presumed. <laughs> um after the South Carolina game, from my understanding, there was a huge heated conversation between Strickland and Mullen. Now, the next week, or was it the next week? What, what, the next about, what? about you know getting our asses handed to us. And I guess it was oh, there was some discipline issues. Um, apparently, like there was some shit going on at the hotel. I believe uh, Richardson injured himself dancing or some crap. You know, oh, yeah. there was uh, people. There were there were reports of like weed smoking. Like he had lost the team completely. There was a. Uh, it was something at the hotel. Like there, there was something going on. Like where he had lost the team, and Strickland had basically like kind of given him an ultimatum. And so, you know, Samford, we beat seventy to fifty-two, and then the next week we lost at Missouri in overtime. And I believe that, and that's when he got fired after that game. Remember, he wasn't going to coach the Florida State game, so he got fired after Missouri. But apparently, like this heated, ridiculous, you know, like you know, intense conversation occurred after we got the shit kicked out of us by South Carolina. Yeah. Uh, so that probably was the the real nail. You know, giving up fifty two at home to Samford is not a good. No, thing. no, I think that by that point the team had you know kind of checked out. At least the defense had. Obviously, the defense had. I mean, the team scored seventy fucking points. The offense did against the team they should score seventy. Points. Where did uh, Grantham end up? Has he? Um, I mean, has he wound up somewhere? I mean, these guys always come. Oh, oh, somewhere. that's right. He's an and that analyst at Alabama. He's in the rehab program. Oh. He's in the Alabama rehab program. Defensive analyst. Next to Charlie. Mm-hmm. So you're going over too? I can't remember. Let me... Oh, yeah, Gus. Gus. South Carolina. Yeah, so, yeah, so I'm just looking, right? They're going to lose to Clemson. They're going to lose to Tennessee. They'll probably lose to Florida. They'll lose to A&M, Georgia. That's five. So that puts them at seven wins. Maybe they lose to Missouri. Uh, ugh. I don't want to pick them for an open. I'll go over. They'll win seven games. Cox, Cox gets seven. All right, I'm going to ruin our perfect streak. I'm going under. Thank God. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't know enough about this team. Um, but you know, I, I like Arkansas. George is a no, a no brainer. Um, I think A and M is going to be a hell of an interesting game. Florida, Tennessee, and Clemson, that could, they could wind up losing the last three games if Florida gets their shit together. And if I guess if Tennessee has their shit together. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to go under. Yeah, I guess I'll be a cause. 
Oh man, I'm sorry, buddy. One, two years ago. Three years ago. Oh, one, one more great thing to bring up on South Carolina. They have somebody called Hot Rod Fitting. Oh man. N- number six. <laughs> number sixteen. Oh, yeah, and six two two fifty out of Booker T. Washington. His name is Hot Rod Fitting. I love that. Got and shit and shit. God, I don't even want to talk about this. Blow right there. It's so boring. Call it out. <laughs> I don't even care if they fucking won the SEC East twice or whatever they've done. I mean, God, fucking Missouri. That's just. But um, Mizzou, the total is five. Eli Drinkwitz is back yet again for his third year. They are coming off a six and seven season. Prior to that, they were five and five. Prior to that, they were six and six. So um, Vegas kind of has them under kind of where they typically might perform. But I mean, I don't even know who the fuck their quarterback is. Who's their quarterback? Brady Cook. Who I have never heard of. He has a yacht. Uh, they lost Basilak. The whitest person. Phil Steele's analysis kind of sucks. He, he only tells you what people did in the past. Living in the um, past. Yeah, so let's look at their schedule. Kansas State on the road, that's a loss. At Auburn, loss. At Florida, loss. Georgia, loss. I'm going under. Fuck them. Drink what should get canned. He never could have been SEC material. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to agree with you there. I, I know last season and the season before, even on the season before, I was on a lot. And then, um, I, I talked up Drinkwitz. I really liked him. I don't know what the fuck I was doing, what the fuck I was thinking. Uh, Missouri's not good. They're going to beat Louisiana Tech. They're going to beat Abilene Christian. They're going to beat Vandy. And they're going to beat – they're not beating Arkansas. They're not beating Tennessee. They're probably not beating – they're not beating – South Carolina, probably not beating Florida. Got games in Gainesville. Not beating Georgia. Not beating Auburn. Not beating. They're a four-win team. That's it. Did I already put my lock up here? Probably did, didn't I? Yeah, I did. Kentucky. This would be my other lock. They're a four-win team. Under. Sorry, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna waste anybody's time. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I thought his name was Drinkwater. Honest to God. So. Fuck this guy. Fuck out of here. We're back on track. Another sweep. Thank God. All right. Wrapping it up. Vanderbilt last, which is fitting. Last year they were 2 and 10, 0 oh and 8 in the conference. Their total is 2.5. They have not won a conference game since 2019. That was against the aforementioned Mizzou. So they're going on a 21 game losing streak in the SEC. Wow. Uh, so, I mean, you just have, kind of have to assume they're going to keep that going. Um, I didn't even bother to look at anyone affiliated with their team because, I mean, why? Uh, so it's just kind of a, 
the only analysis is you assume they're going to lose every SEC game and look at their out-of-conference. So at Hawaii, that's a loss. Elon, probably win that. Wake Forest, that's a loss. At Northern Illinois, they might win that. They could lose yeah. them under. They max out at two. To, I'm sorry to cut off uh, Gus, but like, you, you basically said exactly what I was thinking. I mean, under. Because that they went up to uh, Massachusetts and lost a couple of years ago. And I was like locked in. I locked them in as like a win, not like a real stone cold lock. But anyways, sorry, Gus, didn't mean to jump in front of you, but it, it was exactly what I was thinking. No, no, you're fine. I, I'm actually going to go the other way here. I think they're over. Oh, I couldn't tell you one fucking thing about Vanderbilt. Like, I know Derek Mason isn't their coach anymore, but that's about it. Like, is I some Notre Dame guy any football Clark Lee, yeah, it's Notre Dame's defense coordinator. Oh, that's, that's coordinator. what they need is like <sighs> no offense and a defensive mindset. That's exactly what'll get them out of their fucking hole. But I, I think, I think they're gonna, I think they're gonna beat Hawaii. I think they're gonna beat what? Elon, and I think they're gonna beat Northern Illinois. And to me, Wake Forest is a coin flip. I know Wake Forest was like the talk of the ACC last year, but. I mean, come on, it's fucking Wake Forest. Fucking Vandy. Fucking Vandy. <laughs> <That's> just, <yeah>. So, <laughs> but, you know, it's uh, it's Vandy and Wake Forest are two schools that when I was younger, um, like pre-10 years old, I, I would get mixed up and confused about. That's right. I didn't know. I thought they were basically the same fucking school. Uh, so oh, yeah, I mean, they're I, two good schools and they have the same colors. Yeah, and they suck, and they suck. One yeah. of them happens to be in so, a... and they're normally pretty decent at basketball. <laughs> right. So, um, yeah, like I, I don't know. I, I'm giving them three wins. They may have the fourth. How awesome would it be if they beat Georgia? <laughs> oh, stop it! <laughs> How many Negronis have you had? Jesus Christ! I didn't say they're going to. How fucking awesome would that be? Or just. Or just make it like an overtime game or something like it's the, you know, just something. Where I mean, honestly, my most like, uh, I would, biggest optimism is if someone like gets pushed out of bounds and rolls up on Kirby's knee and just breaks his leg like fucking Sean Payton did. Oh, that was like the best. Five I'm years fine ago. With that. that was the best. Doctor. Uh, I'm taking the under. Also, but I think it's kind of interesting. They have two Europeans on their team that went to the same high school in Georgia. The high school is Rapin Gat Yakuchi. The one, yep, one kid's from Berlin, yep. the other kid's from London. The guy from Germany is Linus Zunk. Defensive line, <laughs> six six two fifty. If that's not a fucking yeah, SS yeah. fucking name, I don't know who it is. Watch this number be fifty five. <laughs> What we just did is basically going to determine a tiebreaker at the end of the year. Has that been no. has that been codified? No. Yeah, thank God, actually, because I think it saved my championship three years ago. Look, we just gave you expert analysis. Yeah, I mean, I, honestly, like my opinion is, I think this is better than like point spread for the last game. Oh, I agree yeah. too. I think we should go with I'm this. Yeah, I think we should go with this. All right, folks, that's it. That's a wrap. 
Yeah, first preview. Uh, we were going to pick the uh, Vandy and, uh, Hawaii game because uh, there will not be a Bourbon Boys next week unless the producer publishes this next week. I'm um, against Vandy. Yeah, me too. I'll take uh, Hawaii. Yeah, I don't care what the point spread is. Yeah. I'm taking Hawaii. This I'm taking Ooh. Vandy. So fuck off. So, fuck off. I'm starting off the whoa, season. Like you, know, you mother. So bitches. Gus, so Gus is down. taking Vanderbilt. Whereas Over. Malt Liquor, Cousin Bailey, and Dr. Riffick. I'm thinking the Rainbow, the Rainbow Warriors. Warriors. I guess we'll see you all in two weeks, unless this gets published over the weekend. Fuck it. The line is six and a half, by the way. Hawaii. Hawaii's, the 12. Hawaii's getting points. All right. And before we get out of here, we didn't mention, we hope you enjoy our lead-in song of Eruption. Yeah. R.I.P. Eddie. Uh, so, we'll, we'll see you guys. All right. Okay.